fun. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adel Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adel Marcy. And today you guys are going me for a treat because like I've just started speaking to this person and I honestly didn't want to do this show and just talk to them for an hour for my own sake. But I was like, fly on the wall, kind of got to do my job a little bit. So welcome to the ridiculous show that is uh, Adel Marcy Unplugged. So today's guest is the one and only Sophie Sheesh, and her name is really hard to pronounce if you don't know how to pronounce it and ask it because I messed up twice. That being said, Sophie is my guest today. She's absolutely brilliant in everything that she does. She is definitely going to tell you more about herself, the self-awareness stuff, personal productivity, some freedom stuff, and of course, how weird she is including her background because there's a whole reasoning there and we're gonna have fun. So strap in, chill out. And oh, before we begin, please remember this show is sponsored by today's sponsor, BeCurrentToday.com. Go check out Soph's website. She is absolutely brilliant, like I said, and you'll understand why I'm glad that she's here and what we're going to discuss, because I want to talk about more about the website at some point for like five minutes, and then we'll get into that. Now, that being said, Soph, we're on. Hello. Welcome. Thank Hello. you for, my, like, for dealing with my rambles for two minutes. Um, loved it loved it the second you started talking i too was like let's not do a podcast let's just be together and play and talk that was delicious yes. thank you really wait where are you right now because i feel like you might be in california i am in california i'm in la although it started pouring rain so it's a bit of a shocking thing like in the middle oh, of summer already oh mm -hmm. please californians love rain they're like rain oh my god it's a thing i know i know you brits are like oh rain it's, like, Most, <laughs> it's raining here today and i'm actually really happy i'm like please cool down we don't have ac and we don't know what we're doing oh you're right there's no ac we have ac like i'm actually moving to uh, arizona and i was finding out yesterday that where i'm gonna live is was 120 fahrenheit which was insane but we have air conditioners so you don't oh, get out of the house you're fine. wait where are you moving to in az like what city so it's called uh okay I'm, I'm i'm told i need to know how to pronounce where i'm gonna live wickenburg oh, wickenburg cool i think i've got friends that live near there as well like there's a lot of my marketing friends that live in arizona now it's ridiculous it's really not i think people are leaving california i think there's something to enough oh, of that that's been going on since the start of the pandemic. People just started moving to Texas and then they were like, okay, Texas is not right. cool anymore. Let's move to Arizona. Cause that's true. What I will say what I liked about Texas though, was um, of all people, of course, they hire Matthew McConaughey who has an incredible demeanor in his own right. One day we'll interview him. Um, but yes. he basically became the state spokesman like of culture. Yes. So anyone that was coming from another city, they're like, hey, this is how Texas is. Your yes. place is messed up. You came here. Don't mess us up. Be yes. cool. You can stay here. Yes, Which, yes, yes. As much as people are like, that's not very progressive of Texas. I'm like, that's very smart of Texas. Yes. I mean, like, if your place screwed up and that place is the place you're going to salvation to, don't mess up the salvation place. Don't mess them up. Exactly. And then there's this whole off the grid. You've heard that Texas is its own, they have their own grid. And so when the yeah. electricity died a few weeks ago, months ago, they were basically on their own, which was kind of cool, like very mercenary, very, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I well, like Texas. You know, we consider Texas too much rain for where we wanted. Austin's and, very warm. And you can imagine like Texas is, it's humid. Uh, and you can imagine like Texas does have that one mentality, which is uh, Texas, the Lone Star State and the rest of its 49 bitches. Basically <laughs> is what like, was on one of the t-shirts. And I was like, that is every Texan I know. Like, exactly. That is perfect summary of just Texas. 
Cool. So like jumping into it, because I do want to ask about this. How did you get your start? Not particularly the bullshit start that you give everyone. I don't want to hear that story. I want to know like what was, there was a clicking moment in your life when you went, I got to move this shit on and do something cool with myself. What was it? I would decide, I would say two moments. One, my best friend at the moment, we were 18 and we had started doing drugs too much and she died. And that was definitely a moment of like, fuck, like looking at the mirror and saying, all right, so you're on your way for that. Is that what you want? And if it's not what you want, you better start working. So that was kind of my personal quest start. Mm -hmm. And then I switched to whatever I was doing with drugs to food and gained um, up to 350 pounds. So there's 200, I know there's 200 less by now. Um, And there was definitely a moment of like, okay, this whole thing is about feeling my feelings, being authentic, speaking my truth, kind of closing the gap between who I'm pretending to be and who I actually am. Those were kind of the two big things. So maybe you were asking business-wise, but this oh, were kind of- God, no. I, oh, God, no. Oh, hi, you. Yeah, you guys can't see, but Luna is just up here with me right now. Oh, kitty. Like, she, she's yeah. always struck. Like, it's really weird. She'll be happy at one moment and then claw me the next. Bengals. Uh, unless, unless you hold her a very certain way, then she's not happy. It's, I was going to say she's a female cat. Yeah, all right. Yeah, well. I've got a boy as well. Like, he's, I'll say this. He's my favorite, but he sounds like a child. Oh, she knows. I say it to her all the time, like, he's my favorite. (laughs) He is, though. He's older, and I've had him longer, and he's basically me and a cat, and I can't not love me and a cat. But anyway, I digress. Kind of going into it, though, like, I have to admit, like, one of the things that I wanted to... Well, let's explore the feelings thing for just a moment. So you got feelings that kind of like go on and you actually end up doing some destructive stuff in order to deal with them because of course we can't really deal with them as much as we want to. My question yes. is, how did you start de-escalating away from that and start putting it to something healthy? It's a really good question. I mean, I would say that the addictive personality moved into self-help. Like when I started, I went to a workshop originally, felt love for self, for others, you know, saw a different way of looking at humans and and I became pretty crazy. Like I started doing every workshop, traveled the world, went to Spain for a workshop on breathing and life, wow. birth, whatever. And then New York for some landmark event and, you know, just walked on fire with Tony Robbins. And the whole thing jumped out of a plane. I mean, I just I literally I was writing for a magazine a couple of years into it. And they made me write this article that was called I Have Tried It All. Oh my <laughs> God, that's very funny. much very reflective of what I was doing because I think once once I touched you know and felt this this place of self whatever that is self journey self forgiveness self something kind to myself it became you know I want more of that I want what she's got right and so she's having just exactly exactly okay so this is quite interesting because you you've you've caught me at a very specific time in my life and again i don't believe in coincidences Mm -hmm. um and one of my favorite quotes for anyone that's wondering and if you can guess where this is from let me know via email or the website or anywhere else here's the quote for you and this is something i'm just throwing out there for fun and that is i like god do not play uh, do not play with fate or roll dice like of chance i don't like there's no coincidence it's a butchered quote i bastardized it but basically We'll come up with one later, but that was from V for Vendetta, which is one of my favorites. If you can remember the scene specifically, cool. But the reason I bring that up is it comes into play with this. For my fans that are listening and still like, oh my God, what's he on today? Um, (laughs) Happiness. Uh, Anyway, what I was going to say was that the question I have for you is that you caught me in a very interesting time, just simply because what you've 
essentially what you talked about is living an unlimitless, like a limitless life. Yeah. And this is something that I found very interesting because not everyone can do this. And it's really interesting. There are some, at least in, in my belief to some degree is there are some people that are born that are able to do unlimitless, like limitless things. They are polymaths. They are polyglots. They just operate at a high function. Their gear is set to like 1 billion. They're just ready to go. And then you have other people that are more concise, they're very precision focused, they're very focused and they go like 1000 in like one way forward, which again is their own way. But that I'd say is more the norm. And the reality is you can't really, like there aren't as many, not everyone, at least in my belief, can go to the unlimitless place, but they can go to the limitless place. They can go to the, um, they can get close to it. So they can add more to it. They just can't go as full tilt as everyone else because again, they need sleep. So my question, realistically, here is: What are the uh, what are the key markers and significant uh, significant markers specifically uh, that you should look out for if you are either the person that is trying to break into the space of limitlessness, or essentially just embrace more of that yourself if you've been told to only focus on one thing for so long? It's an interesting question. I kind of want to go at it from a different frame, if that's all right. By all means, because I, I convoluted the shit out of my question. No, I loved it. I love it. Took me to really cool places inside of me, though. I can tell you that. Yeah. It, I think there's something to all that stuff that we're looking for, and I know you focus on, you know, some of it sales and marketing and putting oh, no. ourselves out there. I was and... going to say, like, don't even worry about that. This is like 100%. I want you to explore you as you as you are. Like, don't put a framework or a filter through it. Please. Great, because what I was going to say is, I think we've kind of lost touch a little bit to who am I? Like, how do I function well? How do I like productivity, which I I do spend a good amount of time teaching and talking about and but it really is only interesting if it matches who you are like I'm not interested in teaching people how to move more widgets you know and yeah. just feel more like they just checked more boxes that really mean nothing to them and so the response I have for you is it's, it's regardless of who like limitless not limitless it's almost it's not like it's the wrong conversation but it's like who are you and where is your limitless place because maybe for you, it's going to be doing a million. Clearly, your mind is going a million miles an hour. So is mine. So the two of us can kind of go on a fun ride. But it's also because maybe we've done the kind of work where there is a certain unlock that happened. But I don't think there are people that cannot have these conversations, maybe not exactly the same ones. But the work is get to know you. That's my that's my shtick. That's become my my passion in life. Find whatever road to do that. And including, you know, some alternative ways to do that, which I'm hearing a lot about lately with plant medicines and all sorts of things, which I haven't personally done. But even that is interesting, like oh, crack yeah. the mold and go there and see who you are and, and kind of explore. Right. See, Yeah, for sure. But here's, here's my warning to anyone that's thinking about going towards plant based medicine. And oh, my God, of course. My yes, yes. Let's go. <clears throat> no, my brain went to another funny place. I was watching an episode of Futurama and the professor just starts smoking a carrot and that's basically their drug. It's like just smoking a carrot. Plant-based medicine. It's the plant-based medicine. It's just brilliant. But anyway, oh, that's just a brilliant argument there. But as far as it goes with like plant-based medicines, don't, I always advise people, don't do it before the age of 25. And Probably reason, true. Yeah. The reason being your neuroreceptors and neural networks are not set for, for, for the heavy ingestion of that Correct. process. They're not developed. Yeah. This is why you get the people that look like 
oh, I used to do mushrooms. I used to do LSD. I used to do, I used to smoke weed or I still do. Look at how my life is now trash. That's why yeah. they haven't really learned to access point it. Look, one of my very weird obsessions is I want to basically figure out if there is a connection, which I think there is between habit change and marijuana. And if you know how to combine the two together, I believe marijuana could become the quickest or CBD can become the quickest avenue to create new habitual patterns in a short space of time. The reason is because your body sets into a full motion. You actually drop into an identity when you're under yeah. the influence. The only thing is you got to build up the muscles first when you start out yes. in order to get out of that like fluctuation pattern, that holding pattern. But right. same with like acid or um, mushrooms, which I'm a proponent of both. I, I have used both in the past as a way of going deeper in my own psychology, but they were controlled and they were around a situation after I've been through heavy trauma. And after heavy, um, sorry, I'd been through heavy trauma, but I'd actually gone through heavy um, therapy, the other T. Um, so going through both places essentially got me to a place where when I actually went deep on these, I wasn't being dragged to the bad place. I was right. finding the answers I needed. And I got the answers I needed for the time. And then I just put it away and kept moving forward on my journey because you got to know a time and a place for it. And, you know, it, it is very much like the intention you bring to pretty much anything you do. Yeah. So if you're doing those as just a way to escape, then not that interesting. The way it's no. not that interesting to get drunk. But there is something to exploring ourselves. And if the intention is, who am I? What is scaring me? Why am I not able to commit to something and staying with it? Why are my habits not supporting me or at least not longer than two weeks? Like, what, what is... What is this machine? What is this beast that we are that somehow, like I'm interested in how do I accompany me and then others in my journey, but how do we accompany ourselves from this is who I am and this is what it's not yet and how do we close that gap? And that is fascinating of a space for me. Like how do we drop the mask, drop all the shit we all do to like pretend that we are something that we're not because we're afraid we're not enough or we don't deserve or any of those things. And it's like, we are enough, we do deserve. And let's, let's just have lives that really match what we want and who we are more than what I think a lot of people are doing. That's- I agree. I agree. But here's the other thing that I'd actually add on to that. And some people will find this unpopular because it sounds like I'm going against everything you just said, but I'm not. Go ahead. Become conservative in your efforts when you're young, when you have a lot of energy, like put them towards a very particular path of knowing yourself and growing yourself. Yeah. And then as you get older, you can actually enjoy the liberties that are afforded to you after doing in the work. Because the one thing people forget, unfortunately, we live in a society where money is a thing. And yes, you can actually go work a job. Yes, you can go do a bunch of other things that are incredible because I believe, you know, everyone works for something. Everyone has their own way of working. But yeah. if you put in the time, you put in the effort, you actually grow your skills beyond a place where you can actually effectively replace yourself as a business owner. Yeah. Guess what? That's where you get all the fun. And that is the only business advice I will give you today, as far as I'm aware, because wasn't planning on that either. But it does get you there, especially like be conservative in your efforts when you're young, grow who you are, understand, put all your efforts in, grow your tree that basically is your nest egg and looks after you, build that foundation, and then go, go enjoy stuff, go enjoy life. Because the one thing that I will say that I hadn't experienced, but I don't think too many people experience, and it's because of, for some reason, the last 200 years, we've become this weird, precious society that's about preserving history, but not preserving history. It's really weird. Um, 
travel and go for really random walks amongst exploration places like go like could you imagine 200 years ago you could walk up to the pyramids of egypt and be like oh cool look a pyramid of egypt i'm touching it now yeah. you're like behind a barrier you go anywhere near it you're, you're arrested right or is, even worse you do an adventure where you see them online and it, you feel like you're there somehow oh that's the worst I and mean, it's I, like what are you doing <laughs> what yeah. are you doing <laughs> the, yeah. the world is bigger than the room and the city you live in it is massive go see it go seek your own origins trust me you'll find a lot of fun shit along the way yeah very, and meet people you know it's like one of the i would say one of the best learnings i've ever had came out of these random conversations with people from somewhere else wherever yeah. that might be and just kind of hear their perspective which kind of would shock mine and be kind of like wait what how do you how do you think that way? Like how, what got you here and to follow the tracks of that and confront them to your own, whatever path yours are, what a beautiful, I mean, to f who cares about computers and, and internet, anything. It's like, just go check out those wires inside of you. You know, that's so much more interesting to me than, I don't know, going to the moon. It's like, okay, great, whatever, just expand out in the universe might be interesting. But first, can we start with expanding this oh. universe inside us, you know, and inside each other? Yeah. You know, you meet someone and it's kind of like, what made you you? Like, what is what is this you that you've become? You know, that's like, like oh, how what do a you fascinating operate? thing. Well, to be fair, this is my endless fascination. I'm endlessly fascinated with how people think and how they are. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of the reasons why one of the most annoying things I tell annoying to other people they can go like they if they find that annoying they actually leave my world fairly quickly is i was gonna I, say they don't belong to your world if they find that annoying exactly i i text my friends how are you feeling and if they don't tell me how they are i will keep messaging them like no but seriously how are you feeling like you yes. get three of those messages and by the third i'm like i know you're avoiding me so what's going on yeah like, yeah wow well you're a good friend it's like the society has begun i remember going to a party well, I guess pre-COVID, so it was in person that this friend of mine had just graduated from something. She went back to school and she was like throwing this big party and there's all these people. And, and I come to, you know, hug her and congratulate her. And, and I'm like, how are you? She's like, I'm fine. I said, ah! and she kind of goes off on some like very high octave, you know, a voice. And, and then she kind of stopped herself and she was like, oh, it's you well, I'm actually really scared. And I'm actually, and then she kind of, it's like the fact that in my presence, somehow her lies couldn't really stick you know like no. even to herself it was so it was such a to me that's like a testimony of the most beautiful thing i've become you know it's like it's not easy to be around me and somehow not drop the mask that's a good thing that is a good thing but that's also down to a comfort thing like you you're just you and because you're so uniquely you and genuinely you, everyone else is like, I can be me. Yes, around her. I don't need to put any kind of show on. And if you do, it's, it sounds really like a penny in a tin. Yeah. You can see it drop. You're like, I can see your mask. Like, what are you yes. doing? Yes. Like, I, know, I, know what look, I know what you look like behind the mask. Yes, and I love what you look like. That's the thing. It's like my love for humans does not come from what car you drive and how big no. you think. It's like, it's not interesting to me. It is more interesting. Like the fact that we started this conversation, like we drew, like right before you, I was chatting with this guy and he was like, okay, I guess you'd like, immediately I was telling him about a trauma that happened and this thing I was doing to heal it and whatever. And he's like, oh, wow. So, and what do you do for a living? And he laughed, you know, because it was kind of like, who cares after that kind of you know deep connection and why have we gone so far from this like what's happened to us that somehow 
we we get turned on by by not being authentic and by like almost like it reminds me when we were kids and like the girls in school and they wanted what I had. Meanwhile, I wanted what they had somehow. It's like thinking like what they had was better and yeah. wanting this other thing. And it's like, no, they were struggling with wanting what I had somehow. And once you drop all this and you sit down and it's like, who are you? What matters to you? What, what gets you up in the morning? What's meaningful? You know, that's heaven. Oh, I agree. Like it's genuinely one of the things that like, um, over time you realize the things that you hated about yourself or what you didn't enjoy about yourself is that's what you end yeah. up loving about yourself because uh, I love John Martini's works on this. He was like, your yeah. kids are basically just a reflection of the things that you hate about yourself that you have to learn to love about yourself. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. yeah, tough call. And so were we for our parents, by the way. Without a doubt. Um, <laughs> oh, I definitely was. Like I was, I was both my parents, both my parents loved me. Uh, make my dad rest in peace um but like my parents they are in, well they were incredible with my dad but like growing up had their ups and downs but specifically what was really interesting was I could see that my dad wanted the best for me always yes but I'm stubborn because yes. like again it tends to happen because um after my dad's passing I actually found out a little bit more that he might have been uh autistic and ADHD Oh, interesting. Which makes yeah. sense because it now turns out that my mother is actually ADHD and dyslexic and I oh, wow. am diagnosed as ADHD with dyslexia and I'm now going in for my, by the time the show airs, I'll actually have a straight diagnosis if I actually have autism as well. And oh. the reason I find that fascinating because some people actually see like, oh, why do you want labels? It's not about the label. For me, it's yeah. that I can finally understand how this works up yes. here and now I can, it, it's like, the best way I can say it is like traversing a mountainous range without a map and then being told, here's a map. And yes. you're like, oh, oh, okay. So I've been going around the same tree like 50 times because yes. I thought that was a different tree. But in yes. reality, I've just been stuck in this one place. Here's all the network. Yay. You know. Or Which contributes, by the way, a lot to self-love. It's like all yeah. of a sudden you're like, oh, nothing is wrong with me. It's just my synapses fire differently than maybe other people. But, but loving, it's like when I was 350 pounds, someone talked to me about how fat was actually a way to protect. There was this whole theory about how often your fat is around your gut. So it protects your actual organs. It's right there, you know, yep. to somehow protect from the toxicity and I remember having this feeling of like, oh my God, like my fat is my friend, you know, not this enemy that I've been like, you know, hating and judging and, and wanting to die, you know, to not experience and, and somehow to understand how that had been serving me. It was the beginning of the healing. It was the beginning of stopping the needing to protect myself somehow. So yes, yeah. to like, I mean, I love that you can come out and be kind of like, maybe I'm autistic. It's like, maybe that explains why sometimes communication is whatever or the way i connect to people might be this other way yeah it also makes Why? sense to like well i'm a i'm a concoction of strange which is lovely is what i love um yes. and i say strange in a good way i know people like i can say things and people go oh you shouldn't say that i'm like mm, i have a different network up here for, for that yes, word. It's, yes. it's, it's, yes. it's more positive in my head than you think um yes. oh, specifically well, yeah. it's like you got adhd dyslexia uh a few other stuff as well and i'm an extrovert as well Wow. Like, so, which is interesting with an autistic person out like if you do have that that's interesting which, well to be fair the big the big it's not just like my friends have said this these are like a, my mom is a mental health nurse and like two of the consultants and one of the friends who's also really good friends with me all kind of like looked at me and went, how did, did you not know <laughs> i was like no, no. they're like oh wow. 
yeah uh but the the one thing they said to me was like how many people with adhd do you know that are as adhd as you that also have an eidetic memory i was like oh he's like yeah he's like your recency and recall is insane sometimes i was like yeah i know they're like yeah, yeah. Wow. so you might want to look into that so anyway kind of jumping off of that topic into something a little bit more different apart from that because i did actually want to explore something else with you um yeah, when it comes down to like the fat stuff as well, it's quite interesting whenever you go through that and realize that the that's actually trauma that you're holding on to. Yeah. That's essentially more than anything is how that builds up over time. Have you read uh, The Body Keeps Score? Yes, have, I have. I it was a big piece. It was a big piece of the of the healing. I mean, in my case, there was definitely a lack of boundaries in my house that was very much... Um, I need to protect myself. I need to not look sexy. I need to put shapes around my body to protect what that seems to be doing to some of my family members. And so there was definitely um, a, a hiding to protect, you know, survival, which again, friend, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't, there was nothing to judge. It's like, I'm a kind person. I'm a smart person. I'm a creative person. Somehow I'm less because that weight was such an interesting journey for me. Like I'm honest. Like, okay, this is the struggle. You see it. Like, you know, I meet you. I may not think, you know, what is he struggling with? Mine, you could see, you know? And so there was this beautiful journey of where the trauma occurred is in the body, as opposed to maybe I was held at gunpoint somewhere. And then I never want to go back to that corner, right? Where it happened. Well, that's what happens to the body often of an overweight person or very skinny person is that somehow we've We've, we've avoided, like we escape that place where trauma has occurred, which is in the body, you know, and to reconnect those things and to somehow um, learn to forgive others and to learn to trust, like what you said earlier, this beautiful quote you butchered <laughs> lovingly, but it's a beautiful thing that it's like none of it was accidental. It is yeah. that journey that got me to this place where now all that stuff I learned from trying to fix that, you know, or whatever yeah. is everything I love about me. Right. Oh, I agree entirely. I mean, there's just so much that goes on in that realm of thought process of like loving thyself and letting go, which yeah. is like always the beauty. And it's very interesting that you come up with like, actually the question I did have for you, and this is one, actually, yeah. no, it's actually, I had two questions. One's kind of stupid, which I will ask later on. But the other one's actually more relative to this and on point. And that is specifically when you're going through like the self-development side of loving yourself and really overcoming. Yeah. What was it that was really shifting inwards for you? Like what was it that started to make that change and like started to help you like work through the process? Because again, we all know like when you're in that place, you don't always have the motivation to go beyond two weeks. So like what yeah. was what was the thing that kicked it over the two-week line? I think it was a little bit of a, a little bit at a time, maybe, but there was definitely realizing that those negative things I believed about myself, those were the lies. Not so much the, like I was this beautiful human that grew up in this house that was completely crazy and I had to protect myself and the ways I chose to protect myself maybe, you know, needed some adjustment, but we all like the lies are the you lazy and you not gonna deliver and you're gonna not succeed in life and you're not whatever like all that shaming stuff those are the lies and so i think it was definitely kind of a drop the smoke it's funny because i quit smoking i was smoking three packs a day at the time which goes well with 350 pounds and it's just like a lot right like a lot of too much but as that the, the veil of that was dropping because i quit smoking it was like oh let me look at this you say i'm lazy 
all right, let me look at this. Let me really question this. There's actually beautiful work from Byron Katie here in the mm -hmm. States, who's very, it's called the work. And it's very oh, much I like, is that true? That you love, right? Is that true? Like this question of like, when I say something like I'm a fraud, is that true? Like, is that actually true? Like, which I used to believe for years, I believe there was some sort of, you know, person who just was bullshitting my way through. And that's true. I've suffered. I've learned. I've grown. I've taken risks. I've got, God knows, I've jumped out of planes to experience my courage and all these beautiful things. I'm not a fraud. I've learned a lot. And do I know everything? No, there's a lot to know. And thank God I'm not done. But do I know a good amount of stuff around this piece of who am I? Definitely. And so I think to answer your question, I, I discovered they were lies. And then once that was, that was the truth, I, it, it just unraveled, you know, like, oh, if that's not true, maybe that's not true. And if that's not true, maybe that's not true. And all of there a sudden, it's like the whole castle was like made of crystal, you know, just collapsed. And under that was a just courageous human who's trying to figure this shit out, you know, and that's that's to be loved. You know, there's nothing to judge about that. That's amazing. I love that. And by the way, just as you referenced Byron Katie's work, which I love, um, another book that I just fin I'm finishing right now, it's How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole Lapira, uh, L-E-P-E-R-A. It's, it's very practical. Like, as in, okay. it's very much like journal prompts, and this is what you need to do. Here's the oh, A's, the B's, the C's, which is like nice, because like, I love stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, just such a great book. And again, Byron, Byron Katie's work is absolutely brilliant. I actually gave uh, my copy of my book to my mother as well, like shortly after my dad's passing, just as a way of like helping to deal with it. Because yeah. I'm like, you're going to deal with this a lot worse than I am. Like, I yeah. have my own way of dealing with things, and it's fine and healthy, but yours is might not be. So here you go, mom. Um, yeah. but as far as it goes though, like with the ideals, actually, this is a perfect time to ask the other question, which is like, when you were going through that entire process of dropping the veil, and this is where the stupid question really comes in, but not really, I doubt um, it. <laughs> everyone has like a sugar addiction, especially at that weight. And especially if you smoke, because a lot of people yeah. don't know this, but when you quit smoking, yeah. it's not so much the nicotine you're missing, it's the sugar. That and the behavior, like you're missing putting something in your mouth, yes. which is very much what you do with food. Yes. So a lot of people, when they quit smoking, correct. Alcohol as well. When you quit alcohol, you're not really missing the alcohol. You're missing the sugar. Yep. That's correct. That's yeah. correct. I, like, used to, I don't touch sugar anymore. It's to so me. That was my question. How did you kick the sugar habit? Because honestly, sugar is like, it rules so much of me. I like, I mentally and physically know exactly how to stop. I know I can go at least two weeks without. How did you do it permanently? Because like, I, I thought, well, two weeks is a long time. So that's already amazing. Like when I, I've, I've, so I've not touched sugar in about 15 years, except wow. twice. Once when my father died and once when my cat died, oh, who I was very close to. And it was clearly, I don't want to feel this feeling. I don't want to feel sad like this. It's too much. So I know that by eating croissant, Nutella, I'm going to feel a little bit better, but I knew, I knew at that point, I knew that it was just a tool. And so I did it for a few days. God, did I feel sick? Oh my God. After Nutella, not touching it for so many years. It was such a, it was just a memory of like, oh my God, like I do not want to feel like that ever. But to answer the question, I, I started looking at it as it's a genuine drug, which it is. And I don't do heroin and I don't do Coke. You know, I don't do drugs. Like I don't, like, I, I know we, we talked a little bit about plant medicine at the beginning here, but 
I don't, it's like people, it was my birthday yesterday, two days ago. And people were like, it's your birthday. Why don't you have a little cake? And I was like, I don't do a little bit of heroin on my birthday. Like that's not celebrating for me as being healthy and celebrating is feeling like a million dollars, not feeling like shit tomorrow because I had this substance in my body that just really does not, oh my God, when I eat sugar, when I used to eat sugar, my skin would start itching, my joints would start hurting, my brain would be racing even more than it's racing now, which is lovely the way it is now, but really out of control when I eat sugar. So to me, it's like, it's another act of self-love. That's the answer. As you grow in self-love, as I grew in self-love, it was making no sense to be eating that kind of substance. You know, what's really interesting. I don't have any of those things when I eat sugar. It doesn't do anything to you? Nothing. Like, which I've, like, I like sugar, but then it's... So over the years, I have dropped my sugar intake drastically. That's probably. But, which is good, because as I get older, I'm not eating as much sugar, which is good. But at the yeah. same time, I'm like, I do have a sweet tooth. And because of that, I... Um, cool. Uh, sorry, we'll be... Hold on one second. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, I just had to pause that for just a moment. Um, but what I was going to say very quickly was um, when it came down to like sugar, as I get older and I actually start moving things around in my body, what I've realized is I don't actually get any of the sugar highs. I don't get the rushes. I don't get any of that stuff. I don't get the cravings afterwards. I don't feel like crap the next day. Genuinely, my body just wakes up and it's ready to go. Now, granted, so why do you want? Why do you want to stop it then? Like, what's the? I actually know where it comes from. Like I know the trauma wound that actually causes me to have sugar. Okay. I just want to like leave that relationship. Cause if I've never felt what people say is healthy and like a million bucks, yeah. like I've never felt that, then I'm like, I want to get to that. And if I like that feeling, I'll stay there. If I don't like that feeling, I'll find a halfway point, which is fine. Yeah. Um, so it's just always one of those really interesting, strange events that really kind of comes across. Unfortunately, however, we are coming up to the close of our show because today's going to be a shorter episode, even though I'd love to get you back on at some point. So it'll be Anytime. so good to have you on. Um, but real quick, before we actually wrap up, there are two questions I have for you and I want you to just answer them as you will. And the yeah. first one actually is quite interesting because it's very relative to what we've been discussing. After everything you've gone through, and as you know, with life, it will invariably just kick you in the nuts because it has that joy in it. You know, yes. it's called the spice of life for a reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What did you do to rebuild your self-esteem? And more importantly, what do you do today to keep that protected? So when those moments do come, when things kind of just go a little bit slippery, how do you keep yourself balanced? I love the way you phrased that because it is a proactive act for me now. Like I don't, like I couldn't stop eating sugar once I had eaten all this sugar. I could though stop the addiction, which made it that now I can look at Nutella was really my thing. I could look at those substances and be like, I don't want that because I did sleep last night and because I love my job and because I'm dating someone I love and I'm not in a shitty relationship with any of those things. Therefore, when something hits me, I'm kind of on a bit of a top of my hill. I'm not at the bottom and then something hits me and then now I have to go really deep, right? So now it kicks me down the hill. Fine, I know how to get back up, get more sleep, get better food, move my body, talk to my friends, you know, just, just do self-loving acts, whatever that is, you know, keep my commitments, maybe make less commitments. You know, when 
I, I'm not feeling as well. I'm, I'm, I'm very good at like saying, you know what, let's do it tomorrow. Like I'm good at not forcing myself, like a friend of mine, because I don't do coffee. I don't do any substance really at this point. And my friend was like, but what do you do when you're tired? Like if you don't do coffee. And I said, I rest, <laughs> I sleep, you know, it's like, I've learned to listen. I mean, I'm in my fifties. So obviously what I could do in my twenties, I can no longer do not because I can't, but because I don't want to feel, you know, horrible. One of the biggest shift for my food came from a conversation I had with a friend of mine. I will never forget. I oh. interviewed a few people that were healthy in their relationship with food, just as of like, how do you, like what you just said, like, how do you do it? And one of my friends said, I think about how I want to feel after the meal and what kind of afternoon I want after lunch or dinner. And I decide the food I eat based on how I want to feel afterwards, which already was a connection between like, oh, you mean the way I eat affects the way I feel? I mean, at the time that was like a giant, you know, yeah. realization. And then I, so he was like, if I eat fries, there's a good chance I'm not going to do anything in the afternoon because my brain will be completely zonked. So if I want to have a productive afternoon where I feel, you know, where my ideas are floating and, you know, it's, it's happy, I don't eat fries. Then on Sunday, if I want to take a deep nap, maybe I eat fries, you know? So it's like, it, it's really like a, a, like a managing, yeah. but intelligently and deliberately as opposed to, oh, I got to the bottom of that bag of cookies. How did that happen? You know? Agreed. One thing I will just add on to the back end of that is also eat for your body type for the people that are listening out there. Uh, just the reason, the reason I say that is because I did the zero carb diet for a while. I did like yes. no carbs. Yeah. I suck at no carbs. I need carbs. My body type, like, no, we need carbs. You do not produce enough to keep this going. Good. But like, see, now, you know, you know that. that, that was my point earlier. Like get to know yourself. No, I'm yeah. the opposite. I don't do well on carbs. I'm probably exactly. allergic to sugar, actually. But, you know, you give me steak and eggs, you know, all day long. That pretty Delicious. much does me. And I don't get tired. And my energy stays really consistent. And my brain is well, not foggy. Wait, are you carnivore? Uh, not exactly. I do a little bit of vegetables. But I'm, I'm keto. I'm, I'm entirely keto. Yeah, that makes way more sense. And to be fair, steak and eggs is actually delicious. Uh, though, fun yeah. little side note, I, I actually stopped liking steak because of uh, the cut of steak I kept eating was like I kept having ribeyes yeah uh, no not not ribeye ribeye sirloins and sirloin steak just after a while just did not like could not eat steak anymore yeah um, had a beautiful um t-bone and a beautiful filet mignon back in back into the game love it again uh, back right. in the game yeah yeah get to know yourself exactly. see what works and my second question for you which is one of my personal favorites because I know we're short on time so we'll make it three instead of five what are three books or movies that you would recommend everyone go watch? The Little Prince, without a doubt. Um, they're probably going to all be books. The Art of the Possible, which is one of my favorite books. And something I'm reading actually at the moment, I'm loving. I don't know if it's um, appropriate that it's not like the all times, the Journey Mapping Playbook. Have you Ooh, played with that? I have It's not. really cool. It has, it has a lot of internal... Um, exercises to kind of find what's the path of your particular tribe and getting to know yourself that way. So super interesting. So I would say those three. That's pretty cool. Those are really, really good books. I'm going to check out the, uh, the last book. Could you give me the name one more time, please? Yes, of course. It's called The Journey Mapping Playbook. The Journey Mapping Playbook. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'll pick it up afterwards. Cool. So it has been brilliant having you on the show. Guys, if you can, please go check out So's website, which is of course, becurrenttoday.com. 
Um, listen to her, find her online. She's absolutely brilliant. As you can tell, I had a lot of fun having her on the show and I look forward to having her in the future. Uh, please rate, review and subscribe as always. Have yourself a fantastic weekend. And Thank as you. always, I will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye.